0: Welcome to the Medical Affairs Professional Society's three part podcast series on how to prioritize, track, and measure your medical communications plan. In this third podcast episode, we will discuss measuring and improving the reach and engagement of scientific publications. I am Lynn Southwold. I will be the moderator for this podcast. I am a medical communications director at Novartis Gene Therapies based in Zurich, Switzerland and I currently serve as a member of the Medical Communications Focus Area Working Group. The views expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect on the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they are affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and not intended for legal or regulatory advice. This podcast is for medical affairs professionals asking How do I know that my medical affairs programs have an impact beyond just counting outputs? And what can be done? I would like to say welcome and a big thank you to today's panelists for sharing their subject matter expertise with the MAPS members. Before we dive into the world of metrics, I will let the speakers briefly introduce themselves and their background in the industry. Ladies first, please. please go ahead.
1: Thank you so much, Lynn. I'm very happy to be here today. My name is Louise Oestergaard and I'm a global publications director with Novo Nordisk working out of Zurich, Switzerland. I've been a publications professional for almost eight years now, and prior to that I worked as a group leader at the University of Zurich.
2: Hi. Hi, Lynn, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Abhishek. Uh, I'm a microbiologist by training, and I've been in medcoms for around 15 years now. And in my current role, I lead global publications and external medical education and events for cell and gene therapies at Novartis College.
0: And last but not least, Darren.
3: Thanks, Lynn, And hi, everyone. I'm Darren. I'm a research director at Medano. So my background's in evaluation and social research, and I lead a lot of our publications measurement work at Medana.
0: Thank you, everyone. So as we heard in, in previous episodes, we're sensing a shift within medical affairs to make the case for and insist on better measurements. But how do we actually make that a reality? Measuring what really matters is often not straightforward, sometimes expensive, and always takes committed upfront thinking and planning. Today, we will look at novel and cutting-edge approaches to measurement of publications. In the past episode, uh, we looked at the critical importance of setting clear objectives and selecting measurements that capture the expected outcomes. Now, how can we apply this to publications? If I first go to Abhishek, what are your thoughts around measuring the impact of publications? With what outcome in mind should we measure and what is the value in investing in measurements beyond impact factor?
2: You know, this is such an interesting question, Lynn. Um, you know, each publication in a publication plan should have a predefined role to play. Well, now, it could be targeting a specific audience or, you know, with a focused scientific narrative. You know, it has to be timed to perfection at a Congress You know, or a journal. But uh, how do we measure whether they're really meeting the objective that they were meant to achieve for the team, you know, in terms of supporting, say, a strategic imperative or a medical focus area? How do we know whether the data reported is changing the practice of medicine? This is why we need to measure the value of a publication. And this needs to be done in a more holistic way, rather than simply focusing on something so traditional like general impact factors. Luis, what do you think?
1: I fully agree with you, Avisek. These old measures such as impact factors and number of references are really not so relevant anymore, or at least they only tell part of the story, right? So in my opinion, I think we should instead begin to consider what it is that we wish to communicate and to whom, and then we find ways of evaluating if that was indeed achieved So an important point is also to consider the multi-channel aspect of our publication plans, or actually I should rather say our communication plans, since we as publication professionals have certainly moved on from just getting data presented at congresses and published in scientific journals. And this should obviously also be reflected in how impact is measured.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as, as you say, Louise, what we measure needs to reflect what it is we want to communicate and to whom. And I think, you know, Medcoms has changed so much over the last 5, 10, 15 years with new channels, but also new audiences as well. There's there's just so much that gets missed if we're just relying on things like impact factors or, or citations.
0: So, Darren, what are other relevant aspects that we should take into consideration?
3: Yeah, so things like engagement among patients, healthcare professionals, policymakers, and so on, they're just not reflected in the number of citations. So we need a set of measures that are are better focused on these audiences. I think the other thing we need our measurement to be able to do is to be able to act off the back of what we're measuring. And, you know, citations just takes, so long to peak, uh, you know. At, at what point there's, there's, it's often too late to do something to, to change the course of a paper. So this is where I think some of the the newer measures, so things like so, social media engagement, can actually be quite useful as a as an early read.
0: So if we're trying to measure beyond impact factor, what are the key challenges that we face?
2: Well, Lynn, I think we are still so deeply entrenched in tradition. Uh, plus, you know, there's Always there's a perception that there's no suitable, reliable, intuitively interpretable alternative. And then this continues to bind us to journal impact factors. You know, the proposed alternatives like altmetrics or plum and a few others, you know, they're often very skewed towards very specific individual high volume metrics, which are quick to accrue, such as social media, you know, which makes them a little bit difficult to interpret in my opinion. Darren, what do you think?
3: Yes, I completely agree, and I think, you know, that taps into this central problem that we have that, you know, as we've discussed, measurement needs to reflect our objectives, but we often can't directly measure what it is we're trying to achieve, so, you know, there's no feasible way of directly capturing if or how a paper's influence someone's attitudes or behavior, for example, at least not in the real world. So. I think we're often relying on pulling together the best proxies we can, um, and rather than necessarily measuring the change itself, we're measuring more, has a paper created the conditions for change?
0: So if we want to start measuring more effectively, then how can we overcome these challenges?
1: Well, I think as we've already discussed, it should definitely begin with a very clear strategy, plus a detailed tactical plan of what kind of activities are then needed to achieve our objectives. So, that means, first of all, defining which audiences we wish to reach and how this is best accomplished. So, in addition to a clear plan of where the data should be presented in terms of congresses and journals, we definitely also now need to consider, for instance, what type of publication extenders we want to develop. And furthermore, I think it's it's extremely important that we also make sure that our internal colleagues are aware of the available materials and how they can best use them. And then at the end of it, we can combine all outputs such as views or downloads via QR codes, the use of extenders by affiliates or at different meetings. The extent of media mentions as Steren uh, also spoke to plus, of course, the more traditional metrics to really define this realistic overview of how we were able to communicate the data and ultimately meet our scientific objectives.
3: Yeah, and actually what, one thing we found quite helpful with that um, is to, to borrow some techniques from evaluation practice. So things like theories of change, outcomes, frameworks, these kinds of things. So they so all start by considering what is it we ultimately want to achieve. Um, so things like improving standards of care within a particular disease area, for example, and then working backwards from there to identify the steps that, need, that are needed for this to happen. So, for example, a, a paper needs to be published key messages need to reach the right audience, they need to be convinced by them, and so on. I think having done this, we can then find the best measures for each of uh, these the steps along the way. And that makes sure that what it is we're measuring is always tied, to, sort of tied back to our objectives.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, do either of you have any more specific uh, examples of this, how this could be done?
2: Yeah, that we do actually. Um, you know, we did a pilot uh, in one of my previous roles, and uh, we actually proposed a holistic, multi-channel measurement uh, framework. We called it the Empire Index here, you know, just just to be just for fun. Um, we presented it at some of the past ISMAP meetings. This framework uses article-level attention metrics across these various traditional and newer channels. You know, for example, journals, social media guidelines, uh, patent mentions, everything. And then it recalibrates them based on some predefined weighting for those respective channels. And then it gives us some impact scores across three smaller group of uh, channels, you know, social, scholarly, and societal. The idea is to provide insights to publication planners on what channels to focus on as a normalized approach that can be embedded into future publication planning strategies. One of my favorite um, case studies is a phase four study publication, which you know per our empire index generated so much more holistic impact versus some of our key pivotal phase three study publications purely because they engaged in a multi-channel uh, format rather than just sticking to the traditional aspects. Louis, any other ideas?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think those are excellent points, uh, Avisek. At Novo Nordisk, we've also developed uh, a similar tool, so we call it Beam. And the idea is that this tool should help us on one hand to, to put a number much in the same way as you just uh, spoke to on how well our publications are performing taking into account both traditional as well as the more novel metrics. And on the other hand, it should also guide us as to where the gaps in our communication are and what we can improve on. So this will, in the future, be part of our medical affairs insights generation, and it should really help us both evaluate projects that are already done, but definitely also
0: guide future strategies. So these tools are... uh... Standardized tools for measuring publications, that sounds fantastic. Um, does that also give us an opportunity to compare publications then, or is there a way to benchmark also across
2: specialties? It's a, it's a million dollar question. Um, it is extremely challenging to identify you know what what could be an universal benchmark or a score? I think everybody looks for one, but you know whether it's a journal impact or otherwise you know, what qualifies as a good score that can be applied irrespective of, you know, the variability across disease areas, the product life cycles. Unfortunately, it's quite tough. However, as an alternative, the aim should be, in my opinion, to assess whether the objective of a publication was met rather than trying to make any broad comparisons uh, across the board. What are your thoughts, Louis?
1: Yeah. I really agree with you here. This is the key challenge, right, that so many of us have been trying to solve. What does good look like? And could we put a number to it? Because then it's so much easier to communicate to our stakeholders. Uh, And I also agree with you. I think one part of the solution is to find a relevant way of comparing your set of publications to a set of similar publications. So I, for instance, work with rare diseases. So for me, it really wouldn't make sense to start comparing with the interest generated by a publication reporting results from a major cancer or diabetes trial, for instance. So instead, I should rather define a set of comparable publications. And this could perhaps be from other companies uh, that are working in the same field or, or within a similar area. And again, I think it's very vital that we are clear of our objectives. Are we benchmarking directly to competitors? Are we establishing ourselves in a new therapy area? Are there any other
0: relevant parameters that we need to consider? Thank you, Louise. And thank you to uh, Avishak and, and Darren, Darren as well for sharing your expertise and insights with the listeners today. Uh, that was a really interesting conversation. I learned a lot. We have spoken today about the challenges of measuring publications beyond impact factor but also about the opportunities um, when we overcome them. So the takeaways that I take away from the, the episode today is that as with anything we want to measure, the most important step is to define expected outcomes and performance indicators upfront and to prioritize what is important for our specific organization. By thinking beyond the publication itself and incorporating a multi-channel approach into the communications plan and update metrics accordingly, we can achieve a higher engagement and impact. So thanks again to to all speakers. Um, This was the third and last podcast in the series on the topic of meaningful metrics. We encourage all listeners to engage in conversations about medical communications with other MAPS members on the MAPS Connect, on the MAPS website or mobile app. Simply log in with your email address and password associated with your MAPS account and access the global community. Then click on the Discuss tab and scroll down to Medical Communications to post a question or review previous postings. If you're a MAPS member, Thank you for your support of MAPS. If you're not yet a MAPS member we will, and would like to access the additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website to explore joining today at medicalaffairs.org slash membership. This concludes the podcast.